Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we're on a runway. Bubbles popping up before you know where. There's rubble and dust, this will be pushing it up. Somebody say, you I'm reading in my daily Memphian email that I get, you know, the one you get every morning, the morning word, Jeffrey. Early word, you mean? Yeah, the early word. That's what it's called. Thank you. Uh, that today is the day when your Christmas decorations are supposed to be down is the, uh, let's see what Bianca Phillips, who does such a good job uh, with the early word, she says, it's Friday, January 5th, 12th night, and they say it's unlucky to leave your Christmas decorations up after today. What is this? Who is they? They, they, you know, they. Right, but but specifically. Tradition. I think tradition. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, it's it's basically the farmer's almanac. You know, it's. Ah, uh, of course, yes. No, it's, it's, it's uh, they. It's, it's. Uh, it's, it's they say that you can't wear white after whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or they say you can't, no, 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 but that, that's spo- you can't throw salt. Or what are you supposed to do? Beans salt over your left shoulder? Over your left. Like, what they? That's mm-hmm. the same people. Tradition. It's the same people. Now, okay. this, by the way, I am referring to the plural they and not the singular they mm. here. It is they. Not someone who's confused. Those people don't. I didn't say mm-hmm. that, and I wouldn't say that. Of course, I, yes. I, I, not only that. Here, watch this. I disavow that in the okay. way that I wish Pat McAfee had disavowed. Mm. Uh, but anyway, we don't need to get into that today. The point is, Jeffrey, what is the state of your tis- Christmas decorations? They were taken down. <laughs> when? By my wife on, uh, I want to say last Thursday, Friday, Friday maybe. They've been down. And and the tree isn't out at the front, out at the I whatever. I can tell you exactly what it was. It's the attic. Uh, the decorations. You had nothing to do with it? 
I mean, I can tell you, it was the second half of the Liberty Bowl. I put them up in the attic. Well, she, sadly, she put everything into the boxes. I put them sad, in the attic. You got the better end of that deal. Sadly, mine are you still. You think that carrying carrying a boxed tree up the like that rickety ladder to the attic? Not not, not exactly, great, but thrilling. not as bad as taking each individual ornament and and. Putting it away in a way that it's not going to get smashed between now and like that's the worst part of this. Anyway, I still got to do it. Uh, Claire has some whatever. It, you, you're supposed to leave it up till Epiphany. She grew up in a family whereby I guess the wise men actually arrived like later, right? They weren't there for the birth. They arrived later, uh, and so in her house, they'd put the wise men growing up. They'd put the wise men, you know, off on a on the second floor somewhere, and then they'd gradually move the wise men, like they were sort of a an old-school elf on the shelf. You know, they'd move the wise men as they are making their way towards the star and towards the babe, and uh, and they'd move the wise men. And then the move, wise men arrive, and I apologize. I apologize to everybody at Wild Presbyterian Church because I very clearly don't know my Bible well enough. And then they arrive, you know, sometime later. They arrive, whatever. They arrive to... Much like an in-law would, mm-hmm. right? You know? Anyway, uh, happy Friday, everybody. Today on the radio show, we have uh, Jason Smith in the next segment. Chris Harrington, he's got a piece up about the Grizzlies. Grizzlies play the Lakers tonight. Jeffrey, are you aware of the Grizzlies, uh, of how the Grizzlies have done against the Lakers in Los Angeles? And now it's interesting. I read this. Drew Hill over at the Daily Memphian gives, gives me this stat. And I'm not sure if it includes playoffs. I bet it does. I bet it does. Of the last 10 games against the Lakers uh, at whatever the hell it's called, Arena. Crypto.com Arena. What do you think the Grizzlies, how many of those of the last 10, how many do you think the Grizzlies have won? So they didn't win there last year, which would have been, let's see, they didn't win there last year, so that would have been Owen. And of course, again, I don't know if this includes playoffs or not. Oh, and five. I'm, I'm just. Saying I'm going to say of the last ten, they've won two. One. They've won yeah. one. That's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Ten uh, percent. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, they they're are, tithing. They are three and seven against the mm-hmm. Lakers in their last ten. One and nine in their last ten on the road against the Lakers. By the way, this road trip that they're on, they're also four and six against the Suns in their last ten, and four and six against Dallas in their last ten. And for a lot of those last ten. They had Stephen Adams and John Morant. Like, yeah, you know, they were I mean, really bad on the road last year. Yes. So anyway, the, so uh, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, the Grizzlies are off on their road trip. Chris Harrington's going to join us to talk about it straight up at ten o'clock. We got a big weekend of NFL football. Weird weekend of NFL football. I saw someone saying that this is what happens when the NFL adds an extra week. All they've really done and added an extra bye week. That's nonsense. The last week is always going to be complicated right it, it some whether the last week was week 18 or week 17 or whatever it was some teams would have clinched by the last week yeah unless you can devise a, a formula in which the season isn't already determined by the last week of the year right. you're gonna, just gonna have this and so we have a situation this week where in fact, not- they've even addressed it like there's a reason why everyone has to play a division game remember it used to be like they added they right. made it the division game because they like, made the, it that was their greater to- chance to make correct. it more meaningful um, what's the weird thing though is one of the problems now is it has made games that should be more meaningful less 
representative. You see what I'm saying? Like, like now you've got these games. They're division games. And so for one of the two teams, they might be incredibly meaningful. The other team's clinched. And so you're taking what should be to a act, meaningful to game. Act as if the Bills and Dolphins game is the same thing as the Ravens and Steelers game is entirely, like, well, it's like it, ignorant of the process. What, what it does, it takes a game, Ravens-Steelers game, that should be a really significant game, matching best against best, whatever, and instead it turns it, it turns a, a really what should be a meaningful game into a charade, as opposed to if you just had right. the Ravens playing whomever non-division opponent or even an NFC opponent who not you know it 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 it, 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 it it's sort of an it it's 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 uh, two, two what are the, two, two sides, sides of the, the same, same coin. coin something like that whatever uh, anyway so uh, we'll talk about the NFL as well. Uh, and all manner of things. But that's the lineup. We got Jason Smith. Then we got Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. We open, of course, uh, by referring to uh, the Memphis Tigers, who, hey, let's start with the good news. They won. They won. Yeah. And I saw this. uh, uh, Naquan Tomlin was interviewed after the game on TV, and he said winning is good. Mm -hmm. And I don't think. Checks out. I think, I don't think we can dispute that. (sighs) But um, obviously, the uh, it was much closer than one wanted. It was much more perilous than one would have wanted, and it involved an injury um, that is could be and, and appears to be a just personally devastating. devastating. Yep. And from a team perspective, could be really damaging. And so we'll get to the to the competitive part of this here in a moment, to the game in a moment. But honestly, I think that game, I think, will be remembered. Well, it'll be remembered as the John Quinterly three, and it'll be remembered, though, as Caleb Mills going down and screaming in pain. The TV broadcast didn't even show the injury again. Um, and Penny afterwards said... Uh, it seems like it's bad. Uh, he said it was his kneecap, is what Penny was. Penny's verdict in the post-game uh, uh, press conference was. Um, so yeah, it's just you just. I mean, you, it's just hard for the like the guy. It's his last year of college basketball. Um, he has been, you know, he's the guy who volunteered to come off the bench. Um, he has been. He has hit some critical shots so far over this year. And he's one of the, for a team that honestly struggles in perimeter defense, he has been one of the better perimeter defenders. Um, So whether you're looking at it from a team perspective or whether you're looking at it certainly from a personal perspective, that seems like a devastating injury to see Penny out there. Penny, who of course had his own injury history. He knows the meaning of this. Um, carrying Caleb Mills off the court was really hard to see. The players uh, evidently were shaken um, by, you know, Caleb Mills crying. Um, And so there you go. That's a tough one. Um, In terms of, again, we're going to get to the game itself in a moment. In terms of how you make up for it, like let's assume, I think, for the sake of argument, and we'll hope it's otherwise. We'll hope, you know, it comes back, hyperextension or something, whatever, but assume for the sake of uh, where we think we are, um, assume he's gone for the year. 
from a team perspective, the good news is that you've got Walton uh, who can play that role. You other have other wings in the, the two hardaways, right? And, I mean, it's this is not Kenyon Martin going down, to take the most egregious example. Correct. Uh, or David Vaughn, uh, to take an example from Memphis Tiger past about an injury that totally remade the course of a season. It is not that. But I would say probably the fourth most important player. Yeah, I can buy that. I'm going to go... I'm going to go uh, David Jones, Javon Quinterly, Tomlin, who again had like he had 17 last night. He's step, like he's he's been terrific. He was 17 and seven last night, but I think their fourth most important player. Like that's a, that is a meaningful player to lose. I don't think it changes the ceiling of this team or whatever else. But he's another player who, in critical moments, team guy, perimeter defender, can hit big shots. You're gonna miss him. Yeah, I think that's that's. I think you've nailed it. So that's a bummer. Let's be honest. I came away from last night feeling an intense sense of relief, but also fundamentally like that wasn't good. Like take it take it as a whole, that was not good, particularly because the injury. Yeah, like that I was think, not what you. I that was what, not what we wanted to see last night. I think what Almost made it, any of it. Go ahead. I think what made it difficult was trying to determine how much of the game was impacted by that injury. Not necessarily, oh, they don't have Caleb Mills, therefore this is yeah. what's happening. It says determining their the player's reaction. I I I, I can see I can hear that. Like players see their teammate down. For the record, I'm not making that. Right. I'm trying to say I'm yeah, saying what makes it is determining. The only the only, my only I think that is a human reaction. Hard to be but what did we want? Locked in and whatever else, and hard to be as locked in when you've just witnessed what you've witnessed. And okay, I can hear that. The problem is, is that they were up. Like, is that really like they were up double digits with you know well after the injury in the second half? They had Thank it you. well under control. Yes. And so, was it a late delaying emotional reaction that kicked in? Did it kick in in the last uh, you know three minutes when they gave up? Uh, uh, seven points in 17 seconds? Correct. Is that what Quinterly was thinking when he turned the ball over and then committed the So you, know, you and I foul? see it the same way. I don't buy okay, that, it was, that it was uh, an emotional I overhang. I might have another co-host that doesn't agree with that. Yeah. I mean, again, if it had been immediate deflating, exactly. then, then I would have. But otherwise, it's a it's a it's a it's a time released emotional reaction. <laughs> well, you know, Jeff, it's got to get into the bloodstream. Right. You know, you have to process it. You have to go through a grieving process as well. So I'm not I'm not so much buying that. Um, the um, but it obviously was hard. You know, hard for everybody. Hard for everybody. Right. Watch. Uh, that doesn't diminish the injury. Doesn't diminish devastating. The, right. Devastating. But but I, it didn't seem to have any impact correct. on their play. Exactly. Honestly, they continued to build their lead in the first half. Yes. And then they were in control. I guess they talked about it at halftime and they decided they were going to come out devastated. Right. But they didn't come out devastated. Like, whatever. So, um, so, uh, I'll hope. I'll hope that's one of the theories. I'll tell you what, though. Yesterday, a certain commentator on this radio uh, uh, show. Okay, it was me. Said, I expected him to win. 
I actually expected them to win handily. But I said, I believe this is true. I said, if you're going to uh, to look for some possible peril, a PJ Haggerty's pretty good, and sure enough, he, he, 20, he delivered. He, he delivered. But then I really focused on two things. I focused on team play slash turnovers, and I focused on three point shooting. And I said, Tulsa is not uh, Memphis turns the ball over too much. Um, Tulsa doesn't look like a team that should force a lot of turnovers. They're not some hyper-athletic team, but they actually do force a bunch of turnovers. And what did we see last night? We saw 21 freaking turnovers. Yeah, what was disappointing to me was... Including seven from David Jones. Tulsa was a team that turns the ball over at an alarming rate, and I thought going up against Memphis's defense, that would be play right into their hands, and at times it did. But the alarming part to me was the Tigers got into Tulsa's game. Yeah, the... um, I, there were obviously things that that helped save the day. They were uh, fast break points, twenty four to nine, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and the, the zone, bench, the zone gave them problems 12. at times too. Uh, paint points that the Tigers won forty to twenty two. Um, but so there were two things yesterday that I mentioned. One is uh, turnovers, and sure enough, turnovers reared their ugly head uh, with twenty one, including seven from David Jones, um, and that was an equalizer. And then the other one's three point shooting. Um, you you had a situation where the uh, Tigers in the second half were 0 of 10 from three before the Quinterly three. and That's storytelling at its finest. And that is storytelling. Yeah, no, he did a magnificent job of, of, of a story. That was all the tension, all the drama, all the redemption you could possibly want. We'll get to that in a moment. But anyway, and then uh, meanwhile, Tulsa hit nine three-pointers in the second half. Yeah. Including a banked in one. Including including a banked in one. That was when I was like when that when they banked that one in, I was like, all right, just get out of here with the win. So it's uh at, at before Quinterly's three pointer, they had been outscored twenty seven nothing on three pointers in the second half. Yeah. And so the great equalizer. That is a great equalizer. And you will have games. This is not a bad shooting Memphis three-point team. It's an erratic Memphis. T- sometimes they're good and Jeff, sometimes we, we they're not. We use the term streaky. It is streaky. Mm-hmm. It is streaky. It's not something you can count on. Even it's not like one out of nine games they aren't going to be good. They're they're you don't know what they're going to get in terms of three-pointing shooting from this team. Last night they were six of twenty, and so it is as they say the great equalizer. And you are going to have as this conference season unfolds, you are going to have teams that get hot particularly because Memphis, as a perimeter-defending team, not apparently, maybe it's the emotional hangover that we were speaking of earlier, not always locked in. And so turnovers, three-point shooting, got them in trouble in the second half. They nevertheless emerged victorious because uh, Quinterly, um, after turning the ball over and then getting uh, and then committing the offensive foul and then... Uh, and then Tulsa hits the three to tie it. He hits a long three to win the thing, and that wasn't luck. That's oh no, he's that a was swished. Clutch. No, that was play. like he pulled up, and you're like, oh, that's. I it. mean, that's that's the other thing about this is they've got they've got clutch players on this team. Like in they have players who can rise to the moment. In fact, the truth of the matter is, here we are. Here we are. Uh, they've now won seven in a row. Uh, they have seven quad one or two wins. Their net rating didn't change last night. It's still 41. Um, They're top 15 uh, in both polls, and we're quibbling. 
right? You're, you're, you're quibbling because that's what's going to happen. You want this to be a special season. You want this to be a season where they run through. But it's why when, when you know, some folks are projecting that they might only lose one conference, whatever, just split the games with FAU, that seems crazy to me. Because you will have games like this. You're just going to have games like this, and sometimes maybe Quinterly's going to miss the three. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a universe where they lose that game. Yeah, I agree with you. There was certainly when you're down there. Like, if they if he had missed that shot, then Tulsa wouldn't have had to go for the three. It, obviously, they threw up the three at the end to try to tie. It missed. But then they could have gone, well, you I mean, know, whatever. The, that, that three was also halfway down. Yeah, three was also halfway down. Could easily have lost that game uh, last night as, uh, as uh, you know. So I think I come out with a sense of sadness over um, over Caleb Mills. Just, you don't like to see it, obviously. Um, relief and admiration that they did, uh, yeah. f- that they did have what they had. And a real sense, too, that there is still work to be done. I think... Um, you know, David Jones's experience is really interesting. He's obviously a terrific player. He also tries to do too much. He just does. Like he just does. Yeah, I think I'd rather I'd rather have him try to do too much than other candidates. Yes. Oh no, no, that's certainly true, but I'd rather have him exactly like he is, only try to do a little less. Yeah. Oh, it'd be a little like maybe maybe those have to go with one another, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think I think I think, I think at this point they do. Yeah. Like I I, 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 I think, think he is I think who he is. is. Well, like I don't think you get the Arkansas game, and like you got to take the good with the yeah. bad, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I don't, and then and then I, I mean, Tomlin's just tremendous. He's just tremendous. Like that, that 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 dunk in the first half, like coast to coast. Well, I mean, it's just Boom. when you, it's just like, and then you, you're you're going to J- Jordan feeds him for a bucket. Like uh, Jordan, by the way, he he feels like he does not ever have put up big numbers, but man, he is timely, impactful. He is impactful. I don't know the way I think about it with Tomlin is. Every time Tomlin's not on the floor, you're like, man, those are wasted minutes. Because it's like he just should be on the floor. And it's not like Malcolm was bad. No. But, like, you feel like Tom. you want Tomlin. Correct. Um, I want Tomlin on the court. Yes. Maybe. I mean, I feel that way about Quinterly. If Quinterly's not on the court. And although, honestly, last night, Quinterly was minus 10. He was he had one assist, four turnovers. He was minus 10 in his minutes on the court. Uh uh, whereas Jalen Young was plus 19 in 14 minutes. Again, that's imperfect, whatever else. I feel generally, I, weird to say this after last night's game, I feel generally comfortable when Quinterly has the ball. <laughs> like, that was a total meltdown at the end. I generally feel pretty reassured when he has the ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest difference between the two is, like, Quinterly is... His ability to try to make something happen goes both ways. <sighs> so there you go. Uh, Tigers win 78-75. to 75. Uh, Let's see. Any other stats we didn't mention? The, the two leading scorers were Tomlin and, and uh, Jones with 17 each. Um, Walton and Quinterly each had 11. You know what else? Secretly, this team... Free throw shooting. Yep. Consistent. Like, they, they, they were 18 of 21 from the line. No, I mean... Like, 18 of 21 from the line, Tulsa 9 of 15. I don't know. I guess the more and more I think about it, the more and more you're like, God, they were lucky to get out of there. How much does that injury... Does it change anything you think about what is possible or whatever for this team? 
I mean, you'd rather have him than not. I think the way, though, like if you're trying to just like remove the emotion, the human side of it, I I think that you there are definitely worse. There, I mean, you definitely there are players you could could less afford to lose. Correct. You know what? I, I, I analogize it to the Bills lost Matt Milano. No, I, don't, I think Milano's, Milano's worse. more important. Yeah, because let I me mean, look at your defense before and like there's a clear. And, like, when Milano got hurt last year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a clear... Yeah, so you don't think it's that much difference? No. It's, uh... I think it's like losing... It's, uh, I think who, it's like losing Vaughn lo- Miller. Like, yeah, you want to have yeah. him, and he can make some... That's a complicated uh, one. But I'm, anyway, I'm talking how, about... How about, how about a Grizzly, when a Grizzly goes down? Who Like, last year. Is it losing, like, Brandon Clark? Mm. Not Brandy Clark and Stephen Adams know, in this I context. I just I mean generally. That's to me. That's it. That's it. So sort of like a he's an important guy, but he's not one of the mo- the three or four. I don't three know, I guess most I, it's like guys. the Dolphins losing Jalen Waddle. <laughs> right. I, that's that's. I think that's right. It's a little bit like the Dolphins yeah. losing Jalen Waddle. And then, of course, personally, we obviously hope the best for him because uh, that was really rough, and it was like a punch in the gut. Like I, if the players feel it emotionally, I get it because you know what I felt it emotionally sitting in my kitchen. Watching, uh, I felt it physically. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, we've got Jason Smith. We'll talk to him about this coming up next. In the meanwhile, Grizzlies uh, start their three-game road trip tonight against the Lakers. Hooray! Um, <laughs> well, is this a good time to be catching the Lakers no, or I, a I bad just, time? I, I, I think no. it's a bad time. I. I they don't are. like the I don't like that LeBron's making the drama of it. Yeah, so the Lakers uh they do have the banner from the uh, in-season tournament. Uh and so and no one can ever take that away from this team. But they are 17 have They hung that yet? I don't know if they I don't know if they have it yet. They are 17 and 18. They have lost 9 of their last 12. They just lost to a Jimmy Butler-less Miami team persuasively. That was also wearing jerseys that said heat culture right in LeBron's face. <laughs> right. That had to that had to sting him. And LeBron didn't talk after the game. Anthony Davis mm, didn't talk talked, publicly. Right, right talk publicly. That's right. And Anthony Davis uh, looked very unhappy. And now you've got Shams reporting that Darvin Ham is struggling mm. to, to connect with the locker room, according to team sources. I have to say, Shams obviously is great at what he does. The way he reported the Dylan thing, and honestly, way before that, the way I, he I reported don't, the, I don't even the, say Shams is great. The, the way that he reported uh, he, he, he gets a lot of stories. He gets a lot of yes. stories. He gets a lot of yes. stories. He breaks a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. The way he reported the Dylan story. He's very dramatic. And the way he reported the Chandler Parsons story before that. Mm-hmm. It's very dramatic. Makes me deeply suspicious of the, yes, the spin that mm-hmm. goes with the the, yes. the stories. So, uh, but it does feel like, it feels like a game when the Lakers have to make a stand, oh, right? Doesn't it? I, like, I, I would even go one step further. I, I think, I think Le- LeBron's very aware of what the schedule says. And I think it's like, all right, we lose on national TV, but we got the Grizzlies coming in on so Friday. So he's, yeah, he's a storyteller. So and I mean, it's like, a bad moment to get the Lakers. I I feel that way. I mean, I could be wrong. I think that's. Right. I thought the Tigers were going to win by twenty last night. I was wrong. I think it's a bad moment to get the Lakers. I mean, again, who knows? Like they're they're still the very limited Lakers, right? Yeah. And so you can beat the Lakers. But they were the very with, limited with, Lakers with this mm-hmm. team. You can beat the Lakers. Um, 
uh, with with now that Ja is back. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. Like this feels like a a moment when the Lakers will be uh, feels like they're going to flex. They want to. Uh, yeah, they want to. Now put, the question they, is, can they flex? Well, that's the point. That's what. That's the that 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 is that is your limited Lakers. The um. Uh, uh, Chris Harrington in his piece that he has up at the Daily Memphian, and we'll talk to him about it later. Um, if the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies since Ja came back, are five and four. And and now in those games, Ja obviously missed one of them. But yep. since since he came back, that 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 it all feels very representative because Ja is going to miss games, right? Yep. Like players are going to miss games. He's not going to play every game. So, I actually think if you would say in in a nine game stretch he's he going to play one. eight of them, I yeah, think of I'd course take he was that. also diminished in others. Yeah, but but still. yeah, still fine. Yeah, he might have a twinged ankle on another yeah. one, right? As opposed to being so, they've won five. They've lost four. And here's the truth. The the losses were all persuasive. The wins, yeah. two of the wins were, we're like, like thank how, God the for did, how did you hell did you get those wins? Well, so, the, there's one reason. Yeah, Ja. <laughs> yeah. Also Jonas. Uh, with, yes. But was, so, so you could them. argue that they're lucky to be five and four. They could easily sure. be four and five. Easily. Yes. Easily. They're, they're In fact, one... you would have predicted. It's kind of an upset that they're not, given the way those they're games are. They're two bounces out. away from being. Yes. yes. And, and they're, they're, they're two bounces away from being, you know, three and six. Well, to, in you, these to your point also, those games were trending to persuasive, more persuasive losses. Yes. So five and four, they're five and four. And I feel kind of lucky to be five and four, but whatever. Let's say they could go five and four the rest of the way. That gets them, according to Chris. He did the math. This is much too complicated math for me, Jeffrey. Uh, that would make them thirty-eight to forty-four, thirty-eight and forty-four at the end of the season. And obviously, yeah, that's not that that's does not, not get it done. Um, over a nine-game stretch, six and three probably gets it done. Yeah, I, I, well, because six and three would put them <laughs> right, probably right, above right, five hundred. Yes, right. Yeah, way above. Yeah, six and three would probably get it done. But no, but I'm talking about like on the eighty-two games. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lakers, Suns, and Dallas. I mean, the problem with the road problem road. with taking the nine-game sample is okay. Yeah, like you're five and four in that stretch, but well, you're also saying they didn't play the the killers. <laughs> well, let's say let's what let's take the seven games they have coming up, and let's take the last two. Well, it's entirely possible they could be 0-9 in those games. Spurs gave the Bucks everything they could handle last yeah, night. That's a good point. And uh, Wemby uh, was magnificent with a, uh, with a self-lob dunk, a behind-the-back, uh-huh. coast-to-coast. The guy is ridiculous. He is an alien. We didn't get to talk about the best game of the night. Um. Oh, yo, that was Jokic blanking in the three. Oh no! Oh, that, oh that! Oh, you meant that game? Jokic, no, no, no. I was thinking jo- about another. Oh no! I guess I, I guess we could mention that game. Jokic banking. That was so that was awesome. Banking in the three. and then right in front of right all in front of them, all the oh, it was so great. Oh, that, that game Steph was not his, in Steph with his Jedi towel. Oh, so it great! It was so it was great, delicious. and it was not in Denver. Oh, it was the best. It, it was good. It was in front of all. Just those hearing people. that crowd just oh, go, just deflated, completely dead. It was magnificent. I have a little. I enjoy it a little less than I would have because he had, wasn't on the floor. No, had the Grizzlies. The fact that the Grizzlies should have, or whatever, once upon a time, not should, I won't say that, once upon a time had the Warriors pick. Mm -hmm. Now, every time they lose, while I enjoy it, I enjoy it less that it comes with a little pang. That, like, is Marcus Smart worth this? 
you know? And, yeah, uh, I, I, comes I, a little pang for I think, me. I, I, You're I, able to separate them. Yeah, the I think, you, I think you just have to like live in the moment. Yeah, I've never been able to do that. <laughs> um, all right, uh, we got Jason Smith coming up next, then Chris Harrington. NFL season is wrapping up. Still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right, $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. All you have to do is place a $5 bet over at FanDuel. And that's true whether you win the $5 bet or Lose. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. If you win, great. But if you lose, you still got the $150 in bonus bets over at FanDuel. It's safe and secure. It's official betting partner of the NFL. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins. That's the promo code. C-A-L-K-I-N-S. C-A-L-K-I-N-S. Must be 21 or older. Present Tennessee. First online real money wager, wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789. Jason Smith. Next, it is Jeff Gawkins Show on a Friday, 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They've got Memphis sports in their DNA. From the Tigers' court to the Grizzlies' hardwood. I mean, so they're just trying to manufacture offense the only way they can, which is just voice three. It's the Jason and John Show, middays 11 till 2 on 92.9 FM ESPN. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. 
Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. So, you got a new gadget over the holidays. Don't forget to listen to your favorite station on Odyssey. Unwrapped a new Amazon Echo or Google Home? Be sure to tell your smart speaker to play your favorite station. Received a new Sonos speaker? Check on Odyssey on the Sonos app for access to hundreds of stations. Got a new phone? Don't forget that the Odyssey app is the only way you can jump to your favorite show with Rewind. No matter what you received this year, listen to your favorites with Odyssey. Download the free Odyssey app today. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Start practicing your pitching for the ultimate $80,000 snowball fight at Southland Casino Hotel. Join us Saturdays in January from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for hourly drawings. 40 winners every week will win a share of $20,000 in free play. Want in? Get an entry for every 24 points earned daily with five times the entries on Wednesdays. Don't miss Saturdays at Southland. It's going to be snow much fun. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Hey, Dr. Portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's G-E-T-E-T-H-O-S dot com. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's sports station on the free Odyssey app. Download it now on your phone. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now back to the Jeff Calkins Show live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We've been talking about Leaders Credit Union. Leaders Credit Union, not-for-profit financial institution, fully owned by the members and operates for their benefit. So, yeah, full-service banking, checking, savings accounts, loans, mortgages, credit cards, state-of-the-art technology, all of that. The difference between a credit union and the Leaders Credit Union is that it's owned by the members. Um, and so you get incredible deals. Like, for example, uh, the 5% checking account Special 5% on your checking account, no monthly fee, no minimum balance, easy access to your money through their mobile app. If you want to learn more, go to LeadersCU. That's Leaders Letters CU. LeadersCU.com slash ESPN. They got a, a special site set up for us over here at ESPN, listeners at 92.9. LeadersCU.com slash ESPN. Joined on by Jason Smith, Jason and John, every single day from 11 to 2. I'm an avid listener. I'm not saying I'm the most avid listener, 
But I'm up there, and uh, it's because of the insight that they bring, particularly on things like Memphis Tiger basketball. So I ask you, Jason, how much of the unraveling that happened in the second half yes, last night, particularly in the final moments of the second half, how much do you attribute to the psychological blow, and it was for all of us, honestly, of seeing Caleb Mills go down? Yeah, I think it was a lot of it, Jeff. I really do. Uh, they were clearly a different ball club, and you can go through the stats and 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 you look at Caleb Mills and the numbers, and you can tell yourself, well, what is it? Fourth leading score, eight and a half. And you know, if you hadn't watched this team, you could maybe say, well, they can, you know, they got enough talent to move on without him. But if you have watched this team and seen. You pointed out how, particularly on the defensive end, on the perimeter, he's how important he's been to this squad, but also offensively. Like, you could see sort of a difference uh, yesterday, and maybe some of it's spiritual. You've lost him. It's an emotional letdown, it feels like, obviously. But he is clearly a glue guy on offense, and one probably who sacrificed the most in terms of this season. Penny Hardaway has you know, pointed him out as a guy who sacrificed the most in terms of, you know, Caleb Mills could be taking a lot more shots with his history in college basketball. And in terms of he's really sort of sacrificed that role um, for one of, listen, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll be a glue guy. That's hitting a big three. If it's setting screens for other guys, if it's diving on the floor for loose balls, if in some games it's being the key defensive guy. We see, we've seen, you know, in the Missouri game, you know, him be a real key defensively. And so, no, man, I, they were a different team without him. Can they move on without him? Sure. I mean, there's still that case to be made, but you, they're going to miss Caleb Mills for however long he's gone. If it's for the entire season, it's a blow. There's no question about that because he did a little bit of everything. And he's one of the few guys, right, on that team that that, that does a little bit of everything. Rebounding, too. Like, Caleb Mills has stuck, stuck his nose in there in some games, gotten five, six, seven rebounds. So they're going to miss him, man, and it was uh, it was tough. You know, watching sort of the teammates react to him because that's—I think that's—that's that's what at least the indication to me that that man, this this must be really serious because those guys are down. Yeah, it's interesting. You you bring up two different sort of these things sort of are two different slightly points. One is is that how much of what they experienced in the second half as they unraveled was they were no longer locked in because what they had just witnessed. That's one thing. And honestly, sure. I don't I. They obviously were affected by it. I, I've seen this team leave leave three point shooters open and commit turnovers without the cycle. So I put less. I think the, the, the but the fact of Caleb Mills not being on the court, I think your point is exactly right. He is a glue guy, and for a team that their coach has criticized them for, and obviously he just mm-hmm. wants the best version of themselves. He's criticized them for. Being a little too selfish, a little too taking turns oriented, a little too, and in that context, an unselfish player committed to the larger cause, like Caleb Mills appeared to be, it's kind of particularly important. Yeah, stood out. Right, right. Yeah. Caleb. That's why Caleb Mills' play has stood out, and that's why Penny has singled him out as one of those guys that this is the sort of sacrifice he came on with us. Penny a couple of weeks ago and said, this is the sort of sacrifice I need from everyone. And so he's that example and has been and someone you could point to in practice and during games and say, look, I need you to do what Caleb Mills is doing. And so, yeah, missing him in that aspect absolutely matters. And listen, Memphis isn't, I realize there, there have been times this year where you've looked at Memphis defensively and said, what the hell they're doing? They're still a top 40 team defensively. Right. And Caleb Mills was a big part of that, obviously, you know, as I think your best perimeter defender. So um, they're going to miss him in a lot of ways. But let's be real, too. You know, 
guys like Jaquan Walton, who have gotten to this point, and especially from the three-point line, have sort of underachieved. Like, they've got guys, and especially now with the addition of Tomlin, you've got some other options that you feel like, you know, this isn't something that can is going to drag you down and, you know, make you all of a sudden a third-place team in the conference. They can move on. Here's the other, the other way to spin this, Jeff, just in terms of the whole game, because it, it was. I mean, you dodged a bullet in the sense that, you know, you lose Caleb, and that's a costly loss. But, listen, if you go back and look, Penny Hardaway had lost four of his five road openers in conference play, including last year when you go to Tulane and lose 96-89 with Kendrick. You know, year before that, you lose at Tulane 85-84. This was a bullet that they had caught four times in, the, in Penny's first five years going out on the road in conference play, for whatever reason, that the, it is a bullet that has always just about hit them, say, for one year they went to Tulane, won 80 is 2021. Uh, Penny's first two years, lost on the road, first road game, Wichita State and Houston. So this was a spot where they'd always lost. And, and again, I'm not telling you, uh, uh, look at this, and this is why it's going to be different this year. But, it, uh, again, with so many options... And I will say this, Quinterly, that was uncharacteristic of it. You said right. it too. You still trust him with the ball. I do. That wasn't that wasn't him at the that, that wasn't the usual Javon Quinterly we've seen all season long that's made for the most part heady plays the right play. You saw him sort of come unravel. He hits the big shot and you get through in a spot where you usually have an under Penny Hardaway. And again, unlike FAU, who you're, you know, either looking up at or or, or right at, you're equal to. You don't have a quad four loss sitting here today like they've got two of. So you, you dodged a bullet. Yes, Caleb Mills, that's a tough blow. Um, but this team is absolutely where it still needs to be. Uh, you mentioned Jaquan Walton. Is that like in terms of the obvious candidate, like who – he was already starting, uh, you know, whatever. But is is he, he did not – he had not been shooting well. Now, last night – he had 11 and five steals. Shows you what he can do. A man. little bit of everywhere, yeah. right, right. Is he right. the guy, and who else? Like, who, Do you well, think this means more I think, minutes I think Jay, for Jaden? I, I think about Jaquan just because he oh. is a guy, and we've seen it, who can do a little bit of everything. The, the issue with him has been because the three-point shot had not been dropping, it, everything was predicated on that. And it felt like he wasn't contributing in the other areas. We know he could specifically rebounding. As big a guy as he is, and we've seen flashes right. of it. It felt like because the threes weren't dropping, he wasn't involved whatsoever. He sort of turned that around here in the last couple of games. And that's why you know, I single him out as a guy who, like Caleb Mills, can do a little bit of everything for you and maybe a little more of it. Uh, because, again, uh, I, I, I think there is an offensive side to Jaquan Walton, again, that's got to get unlocked, that you hope to have unlocked, at least him feeling more confident. And at least a Jaquan Walton who, again, if, if if a couple of his threes aren't dropping, okay, he's invisible for the rest of the game. You've got to get more from him. And so for, from him, and then let, let's be real. Like this Tomlin addition, you saw a little bit of it last night right. between him and Jordan and what they're able to do now, little high-low action in the zone. Jordan's right in the middle of it, and, he, and, and Tomlin's cutting the basket. You've got this rim-running forward now who can rebound, catch lobs, my gosh, the the coast to coast where he dunks it. I mean, you've got this. You you've got other options offensively now. Of, of you know, that especially with him that you've added of late. That again, put it all together, and hopefully you can sort of absorb whatever this loss is going to look like of Caleb Mills. It certainly feels like it's going to be for a while, uh, if not if not for the whole season. Yeah, the Tomlin thing. He's just figuring it out, and he's oh, it, he's it, already tremendous. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. It is at high low, they were running with him and Jordan was awesome. And yeah. that's point out. Let's let's see more of that. But they've got they've got more offensive options to unlock that you feel like okay, well, there's still there's still a lot more there that had that's that's more than just. Quinterly and David Jones taking turns that you feel that I think you feel pretty good about. You know, one thing that struck me last night was watching Penny carry Caleb Mills off the court. Mm. I, I really, I, I think, in addition yeah. to a lot of the things that impress you with Penny, this resilience through difficult times and the way he's adapted and the recruiting and everything else. I do think, and and this fits with the Mikey stuff, and again, I've been critical of the Mikey stuff. I didn't see any reason to keep him. uh, uh, He very clearly, he cares, and and some some coaches, you know, give lip service to caring about their players, but they're really pieces that help them win. The way that Penny, the way that he works with players for other teams, you know, whether they played for Memphis or not, the way that he hangs with Mikey, Mikey, the way that he... Like, he is consistent about caring he's about close, players. He's close to him. He's close to him, uh, to your point. And there there could have been – there's a lot of ways you could go right there in that instance. You, you could look at it as, listen, i got to get my team together. Because losing to Caleb Mills as serious as, it is, as this is and the way they're reacting, I've got to make sure they've still got their heads. So let me, let me grab them in this moment as opposed to being the guy – that goes out there. And listen, there's another way you can you can sit there and stand over the guy, you know, and wait on the the, the right. athletic trainer to look at it and sort of walk off with him, or you can do what Penny did, and and I think it's symbolic of how close he is to his players, and they all say it to a man afterwards in terms of the relationship they had with him. It's not just a deal where you're you're here for a year, right? You're 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 a hired mercenary, I'm gonna have you for a year, and then you're gone. They get close. They're, I think that relationship is all a part of it, and all those guys would tell you that. And, and listen, you, you, it was, you know, that, that's also, I think we talked about, Penny has singled out Caleb Mills as a guy. Man, he's doing the sacrifice I need of, of everybody. So there's that part, too. You realize how valuable he is, Penny does to you, and so it hurts. And he's out there and, and handling himself in terms of picking a kid up. But you saw, too, I mean, Quinterly, that picture that Memphis put out of Quinterly hugging, you know, yeah. Caleb Mills, I think everybody understands that Caleb Mills is the example of sort of if what, if this team is willing to do sort of everything, right, be be a guy that's willing to do everything, it's it's a, it's really your ceiling. It's how far you can go. And so, yeah, man, I, I thought that was good to see uh, Penny go out there. And again, again, team looked different without Caleb, but they certainly uh, they certainly dodged the bullet and Quinley hits the big shot after some uh, after some mistakes. Were you a Memphis fan when David Vaughn went down, or was that before your time? No, I I, I was. Um, I was actually at that time an Arkansas fan, if you can believe it or not, yeah. Jeff. And that's who, yeah. So and so that series between Arkansas and David Vaughn and those games back then. Remember, Arkansas had the Memphis guys. I mean, they had right. you know they had pulled over Todd Day and eventually Corey Beck and all the Fairley guys and everything else because of that pipeline. I was on the Arkansas side of it. Now, no, don't get me wrong. When Memphis played, I was rooting for Memphis, but I was a big Nolan Richardson Arkansas guy. So I remember those David Vaughn days that that whole year vividly, man. And it, it killed them. And David Vaughn was never the same. That was the thing you said about that injury. He was never the same afterwards. Still made the NBA. But before the injury, that dude was as, as athletic a big man as you had seen. And it, it, it changed him. There was no question about it in terms of uh, his, his, uh, his future, his basketball future, and everything else, man. Still, again, made the NBA was still effective. But he, I, to me, I never thought he was the same guy uh, after that one. Some guys get back, and it never felt like David got back to that full potential that he had pre-injury. It was tough. Yeah, in Parth's story today in the Daily Memphian, he mentioned Deshaun Butler, who obviously got hurt in the 
Final Four loss to Duke and from West Virginia. And Kevin Ware had the very agonizing energy, gruesome, gruesome injury gruesome. for yeah. Louisville yeah, in the Elite Eight. But I, I, to me, I always go to, and again, the Caleb Mills injury in terms of his significance to the team doesn't compare to this. But the one that I'll, I'll always remember is Kenyon Martin uh, in the tournament at Memphis. In the tar- conference tournament. I was That's there right. that. That's the pyramid, right? Yeah. The pyramid. That, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, all right. Uh, how hopeful are you uh, about your Memphis Grizzlies as they embark on this uh, road trip? Not much. I'm not, there's not, I don't, I don't have much hope uh, stored up for this, this road trip. You, you mentioned that Drew had said it with us yesterday. You know, you, if you lost nine of 10 out here at crypto, the issue is, you know, the Lakers right now are in a state of panic. So the urgency level is up for them. Um, this is not a good spot. You know, this entire three game road trip, but you know, what you got Phoenix and Dallas on it too. Um, this next seven feels tough, and it feels like a next seven that could bury you potentially if you're not if you don't go out and I think surprise us. You know, at this point, I, it feels I, I feel a little guilty because when they were four and zero, I really felt like it was a new season. I did, and too, and, yeah. and, and, and a very you know I I, I, I got carried away. I, was, I got carried I away. Oh man, job. I mean, I think a lot of us <laughs> did, and I will raise my hand. Um, what is clear is, man, you can have Ja. Jaron and Bain all operate at a high level and it's still not be enough, and especially against the teams that you're needing to pass, the teams that are ahead of you uh, up in the standings. And so uh, they are so short. And, they're, you know, I think the biggest question, man, is what you do with Steven Adams. You know, this team's dependence clearly on, you know, that type of center or someone like that next to Jaron. I mean, you have to address that in whatever way it's going to be, whether it's trusting that Steven Adams is going to be there next year or, or moving up because Jaron ain't a five. And it doesn't feel like that's a, a realistic fix anymore where you just move them over to five and maybe it's Brandon Clark, you put it four. Maybe, maybe it still is. It doesn't feel like it because of the rebounding issue. And so the biggest question to me, right, is what are you going to do inside? Because that's, that's clearly where they're hurting you know, so much. That ability for Steven Adams to rebound those missed threes that they've been, you know, and get that second and third shot, like that's what they're missing right now. That's what made them a halfway decent half-court offense when they were – decent and and you know right now without those two guys your your inside play your center play is just killing you i, I guess partly what's dispiriting to me is is one of the points chris not enough one one of the points that chris harrington always makes is that listen they've got three according to the ringers most recent ranking of players they've got three of the top 40 players in the league the only other team that has three i think was the celtics and so like they're Here's the problem with that, and I, I, I agree with all of that. But if they are that good, shouldn't they be able to carry even slaw to to victories? Well, you know what I mean. That, that that makes three, and they are, and I agree. But none of that, none of those three averages more than what five and a half, six rebounds. That's the thing about it. Like, who's got another big three that's without that? Who doesn't have a center or a big guy, right? That's that that is capable of at least. You know, keeping you from getting clobbered on the boards, I think that's part of the makeup of their three. Like, typically, again, Jaron with the defensive player of the year status and a bit, you know, offensively he's having his best year, but the rebounding has actually dropped from last year. And so it, it, that's your issue is that those three can be good, but you can still get punished inside. It used to be Memphis doing the punishing. And, again, it had to be Jaron next to someone else. And, again, in terms of how you structure this team going forward with those three, if you can't move Jared to the five, to me it's all about what are you going to put up next to him to keep you from getting punished. 
I mean, that, that's why you're capable of losing these games with this fantastic threesome is because you don't have a guy inside who can sort of control the paint in the sense that, sure, Jaron can def- uh, with block shots. But from a rebound standpoint, man, they're just getting abused. And, and I don't know. You know, I know, I know, I don't know if it's Harrington or somebody else. Maybe it's Giannis. I don't know if it's an effort issue. It might have been somebody else, maybe Drew, uh, that we were talking to. But there are times on the boards, man, where I don't see anybody going to them. They, they've got more guys down there, three, four, that don't get it. The one guy from the other team does. And so the, I do think they're, rebounding to me has always been effort. And so from that standpoint, listen, they're, they're shorthanded, but it has got to be better than it is. And that's part of the reason why they're getting killed. They're getting crushed. And so, uh, uh, last last topic. You are on the record. You are wanting to draft Caleb Williams and trade oh Justin gosh. Fields. Is that I'm your... like DeFilippo at my kitchen island, and <laughs> I own the draft. Right. Uh-huh. I have so I, in this. I have so many options. Do I want to trade back and let Jeffrey Wright come up and take a shot at the Giants or somebody else in that top four, top five? Y'all want Caleb Williams? Well, give us a haul. We'll let you come up and get him, and maybe we take one of the other QBs. What what I am dead set on, Jeff, as opposed to picking uh, necessarily one of the QBs, because I have no idea which one's going to be you, whether it's Drake May or maybe even Jaden Daniels. What I'm set on is that you have to trade Justin Fields. You have to use this improved play, which has increased his trade value, to replace the second rounder that you gave to the commanders for Montez Sweat. You have two first rounders. You don't have a second rounder. Don't 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 fall in love with a guy who's 30th in the league in QBR just because he's now he's more comfortable. He's running around you, but you've you've sort of put him in a spot now where he can show off. You know all the skills you're running him and everything else. Don't waste that. Move on. Reset the rookie pay scale. So like the Niners, you can spend everything else on defense. Hundred million dollars they've got invested on defense. That is the NFL way. And so you've got to take one of the QBs, whether we take him at one or trade down further into the top five and take one of the others. That is the move for the uh, for the Chicago Bears, who clearly hit five and two in their last seven, but more so than Justin Fields, that's been about their defense and that sweat trade. You got a great number one in D.J. Moore, 1,300 yards. Put him with Caleb Williams or one of the other guys. Use the 10 pick on another receiver. Whew. So I was, reading, with I was reading today. Uh, over an SI, which is Sports Illustrated, not what it once was, of course, but Connor Orr, I think, was the name of the guy who was writing. Who okay. writes, and he's a smart guy. He, I, I, I do not agree with this strategy, but what he said was you should draft the quarterback and keep Justin Fields. And the reason you should do it is you mentioned Montez Sweat, you mentioned DJ Moore, you mentioned how many games this team has won as of late. Yeah. And if you re- if you just go get a rookie quarterback and throw him in there, that is an affront to the veteran players like Montez Sweat and DJ Moore who have helped you win games, and it's really a hard thing to sell in the locker room. You should just go ahead, keep them both, play play Justin Fields, win games, let the guy cook on the bench, and then deal Justin Fields at the end of the year. That was the theory. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> He watched what C.J. Stroud has done for the for That's the unusual. That is historic. What? Stop. Joe Burrow comes right in, and Joe Burrow turns Cincinnati around. What are we talking about here? There are always situations, and last year C.J. Stroud was the guy. Now, just because you get a guy that can do it doesn't mean that you're going to have the right system for him. And the Bears have been notorious for that, for ruining quarterbacks because they don't have the developmental system. But you can get the right guy there, Jeff. 
and you have to take your shot at getting the next one. And let's be real. I mean, from all the, all the draft guys, everybody who's watched Caleb says he's special from an arm talent standpoint. And the right move might be to take him. And maybe it is him. I love me some Jaden Daniels, who is skyrocketing up the boards right now. But I, you have got to go with it. And, you, my gosh, you got the most recent example of C.J. Stroud. We're, we're seeing it, you know, every couple of years, a guy comes in that can play right away and change. Jalen Hurts pretty much did it with Philly, and you want to get it. You want to try to strike while you've got him on that rookie deal. And so we got to go for it. All right, Jason, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Take care, brother. Yep. Go Bills. Uh, go Bills. Thank you. I appreciate the support. Um, Jeffrey, what's clear to you the Bears should do? You're probably you're probably moving on because I think there's like a you, you can do like the whole you not just what you're predicting. You think you should you should move on and you should you should you move on to Caleb Williams? Should you move on and trade down and pick Jaden Daniels? Should you move on? No, and, I think where if, are you if, on the rank the quarterback? I mean, if you're moving, right now? I'll say this: if you're moving on, you better pick number one. Right. Okay. Rank the quarterbacks right now in the draft. The Jeffrey. We can. You could. I will give you liberty to reevaluate before the draft. This isn't your final board, but right now, I think I'm going to go Caleb one, Penix two, oh, man, Daniels three, May four. Really? Yeah. Is it close? I think two, Would you three, be happy two, with the three, Giants getting any of them? Two, three, and four. I think you can shake up. Like two, three. I think Caleb is clearly. I think Caleb's clearly made himself number one. I have legitimate questions about him. I would not feel as great about picking him at one as I would some of the other guys recently. But I think the other ones, like you can kind of put like into the Yahtzee Cup and just kind of shake it and, up. And, and by the way, that that theory on, from SI, it doesn't. It's not workable. You can't throw Justin Fields out there. The problem is if the prob- you have Caleb Williams sitting on the bench, it just well, doesn't work. Well, the other problem with with Justin Fields is if you do that, you are committing basically forty million dollars to him. Well, I think they just said don't extend him. Go ahead and and pick okay. up the fifth year option. Don't extend him. Play him next year. Whatever that that was this theory. But um, you um, yeah, I, I that doesn't I, feel very I don't workable. I'd be happy to be a Bears fan right now. I find it all very intriguing. Um, and I don't necessarily have. I actually think full. I think I think Poles has actually done a pretty good job. I think the Bears' incompetence, like, is this cloud hanging over him? But I actually think he's done a decent job, considering like what he walked into from a roster perspective. My biggest problem is I think Eberflus is a dumb dumb. I would want nothing to do with Eberflus. I would fire him. <sighs> All right, uh, Chris Harrington coming up on the other side. We'll talk to him about the Grizzlies. Uh, he has a piece up at the Daily Memphis. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 